Monster Podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. I'm Victor Miguel. And I'm Marissa McHale. Today we are here to discuss episode two of season one of Dexter titled Crocodile. This is the second episode of the podcast, technically third. Technically third. We have the intro where okay, people can go third. to listen yes. to why we're doing the podcast and yes. find out a little bit about us. Picking up from last week, we were talking about, uh, so Dexter's the show's unique in that it has like voiceover straight from the character like it really lets us into his mind right i was trying to think of another show that does that did you think of one i thought of one and i know there's more but saved by the bell oh totally <laughs> like yeah. when Jack morris returned to the yes is that is that still would that be kind of the same though or is that I mean, it's the closest to it where yeah. there's constant He's voiceover. kind of talking to the camera, though, as like a person instead of... But yeah, no, I know what you mean. You know? Um, yeah, it was the... Cl- and the only reason why I, I thought of that because we listened to a podcast on Saved by the Bell. And just when he would stop and turn to, you know... So not related at all, but I totally went home that day and I tried to find Saved by the Bell on Netflix and it's not <laughs> It's <anymore>. gone? <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to watch it, though. Uh, Saved by the Bell has... There's this book, uh, I believe it's Chuck Klosterman, and he has this book, uh, Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. And he talks about how Saved by the Bell was one of the premier, they call it, what was the woman's name? Tori? Tori what? Tori Spelling? No, no. what was her name? Remember she kind of had like the motorcycle jacket? Oh my gosh, her name on the show was Tori. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forget though. I hated her because she wasn't But she, she wasn't a but they totally Kelly. had, they called it the Saved by the Bell effect where it's like one episode Tori just came in and it was everyone like everyone wanted a leather jacket no, no no it was like hey what's up tori like wait this is a brand new character oh. you're throwing at us and like when a brother would coming out of town or whatever but just yeah. the idea of like in the next episode everything you just learned gone yeah <laughs> uh something we did not discuss on our first episode of dexter was the intro uh you've this is only the first i guess it kind of fits because this is the first time the intro occurs and this it doesn't happen in the pilot right just sort of goes right into the 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 pilot and this is the first time you've seen the the intro title sequence and what's funny is they weigh the way they have and we're going to see it here because we play the episode as we record um the way they have the the episode of the title i think that gets changed too these are minor changes but it's just funny to see how a show whatnot and so i wanted so here's first off you can if you just type in like dexter intro title sequence analysis there are some people out there who went so in depth wow. that I, tr- I tried to like just gather some ideas of yeah. maybe stuff I'm missing or whatever. Um, but I tried to like look at them and they were so in depth. I was like, you guys are crazy. That's so funny. Like such deep analysis. I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to literally just he- say what I see, what I feel and like go from there. Yeah. And if you want more actual in depth scene, you know, shot by shot, like just go anywhere on the internet to look it up. That's funny. But I say that to say you didn't, I mean, I said we were going to talk about it and you kind of didn't really have much about it. Like you were just like, oh, it's a, it's the same way of like with any other show. Okay. So not really. So, oh, okay. um, 
I've now the whole point of this is that you're the mega fan and I've never seen it, but I have seen the title sequence a right. handful of times just because I feel like who hasn't, even yeah. if you haven't watched the show. Um, and it's still crazy how like making breakfast and coffee could be that cringeworthy. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. um, but I think that, uh, no, I, I think it kind of goes a little bit into the episode last week where um, they said that blood is his life. Yeah. And it's kind of just like showing how like it it seems to be always on his mind, like right. making breakfast. It's still, ha- you know, tying yeah. his shoes, putting on his shirt. It still is like there. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of always in the back of his head. So the same company that did the Six Feet Under title sequence also did this one. Interesting. Uh, and I say that because when you, if you go to to the other podcast, we have digging six feet under. Uh, I believe on the first episode there was, and they had, they had like a whole uh, um, DVD special that they talked about it and how they storyboard it and all this stuff. And they, you know, they had the music, whatever, and whatnot. Because uh, I mean, if you think about it, a title sequence is so important to a show in that it's like the first thing you see. Like, right. It's bringing you into the world. Well, and also for me, who I've, I haven't seen the show, I've still seen the title sequence. And right, I still right. knew what it was about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I still mm-hmm. could tell you what it was about. And just reading reading about, like, how this came about, what's funny is the shot that, like, got them the job of, like, doing this when they were, like, storyboarding. Do you know what I mean when I say storyboard? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, the thing that got sold to them, like, how why they got picked up to do it is they had a shot of a man's stubble. Interesting. And I say that to say is because just like we were talking right before we watched the intro before we recorded is how intimate yeah. the entire sequence is. And it's almost like the same like voiceover that he has like letting you into his yeah. head. It's yeah, a- exactly. Um, like you were saying, like it kind of like you can think about it. I can't think of many other shows or at least big shows where not only is the title of the episode, a title of the show, as well as as we're going to watch the show. Um it's focused on one character. Like, the name of the show is Dexter. If you think yeah. about the big shows, they're always Mad Men, right. Breaking Bad, The Sopranos. That's a f- You know what I mean? This is Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing else, you know? Yeah. So, it makes sense. Our intro is just about Dexter, yeah. you know? There's House, House MD, but even the MD, like, sort of breaks away from a little bit from the person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a doctor, you know? Yeah. Let me ask you, if, you, if I could try and ask... Uh, Tried to ask you the genre of music that this that this title theme is. I came up with like two words, and I was like, I don't know. But when I said, I was like, Oh shit, I think I'm right. <laughs> um, I don't really know if I can. I have Latin and Gothic because there's like horns. It's dark, but it's not like it's, it's a little definitely cheery. dark, but it's not like your typical dark. Right, right. Yeah. But like the best way I could describe the genre of music that. is like Latin and, and sorry, she just hit her mic. Uh, Latin and Gothic, right? Yeah. Like if I had to try, I don't know why in my head I kept saying Calypso, but I think that's just because I've been listening to Harry Belafonte. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. But I think Latin and Gothic, right? Uh, yeah. Um, at the end of the title sequence when he kind of puts his uh, shirt over his face, mm-hmm. there's two things going on there. I think one, it's a nod to the books. Because when he does his kills in the books, um, he like he has a mask on, right? So and then in that him. in that in the first episode, he had the saran yeah, wrap. Yeah, saran wrap, yeah. like that sort of thing too. And I also think too, like Dexter, quote unquote, wears a mask, mm-hmm. like you oh, know. Yeah. So that's Definitely. part of it, and that's him like putting on his mask. Mm-hmm. If you could Before like look at it that way, right? Um, 
So, uh, a few years, well, a few years, probably like 10 years ago at this point, um, they had this book of like Dexter and psychology, and I actually have one right next to me. It's Dex You've seen these books. If you've ever gone to Barnes & Noble, it's like whatever in philosophy. It's like Legend of Zelda and philosophy. This one's Dexter and philosophy. And there's like all these like world-renowned philosophers take you know aspects of this show and like that's really and cool. how they're they theorize they do it with anything they have like south park and philosophy <laughs> really it's just like they take anything you know um but i remember reading a book and there was like an essay on they had so many instances of blood so i while we rewatched it just before we, we started recording i tried to record as fast as i can how many instances of blood we have because mm -hmm. we have the beginning where he slaps the mosquito mm -hmm. blood and even like you said, uh, blood is his life. You yeah. know, um, killing mosquito. You got the blood on there. Um, cuts himself shaving. Yeah. And then blood goes onto the sink. And then even the way the tissue paper absorbs the blood right. or uh, toilet paper, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, but then also, and I noticed when we were watching the the title, the actual Dexter, it kind of like bleeds like blood. Mm -hmm. You know, the way it kind of like um, definitely absorbs whatnot. Yeah. And then I also noticed. Uh, how many different ways they also to the that orange that he cuts into uh -huh. it's a blood orange oh yeah so it's just like you know you could have you could pick a normal orange right or a blood orange have you ever had a blood orange no i've never had i've never no. even seen one they're around uh, is that though. like a florida thing yeah i think i don't know if it's necessarily a florida thing i mean, I mean oranges are but i know that right. they're around if you go to farmer's markets you mm -hmm, can get them mm -hmm. Uh, and then also another instance of blood when the hot sauce goes on the plate mm -hmm. it's made to drip like blood yeah. you know um and then also how many different uh i'm forgetting what the actual what what i could call it but how many different ways he like they portray killing oh yeah the shoelaces uh well the way he opens the ham because uh -huh. he kind of cuts the ham it's like yeah. in plastic right uh crack the way he cracks the egg mm -hmm. um the way he grabs the french press yeah and sort of slams it down uh do you know my favorite part of the intro the coffee yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's quizzing you. Uh, the way he cuts into the orange, yeah, and you see like the you know, the, the 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 blood, uh, not the orange spurt, spurt. I don't know, like the juice. Yeah, the yeah. juice of the the, the peel. Uh, even the way he squeezes the orange, mm -hmm. like you know, turns it on on the, yeah. the fresh squeezer. Uh, the floss in his hands, the way he kind of like wraps it up, just like you were to strangle. And even the same thing he does with the shoelaces. Yeah, you know. Um, and then at the end, like you know, he kind of winks off scene to the camera, but it's kind of like we were saying, like. We're now in, not only the show called Dexter, we just seen him get ready. Like, if you want to take it like theory wise, like now we're like in his world. Yeah. You know, because we just seen him. We just, we got ready with him, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that lends to the idea too of like, it's you, the show's unique in that he has a voiceover where he is kind of talking to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I just think it's great how the intro sets that up. Right. And. You know, we're doing a podcast, so we're supposed to be picking up, picking out that stuff. But, you know, the first few seasons I watched the show and I like binge watched it, I, I never even occurred to me. Right. It was like, this is such a cool, you know, and, oh my God, the music's on and, you know, you get, you know, you just you get addicted to like, uh, um, like soundtracks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So where did I say we were going to start with Dead discussing that? Deb and the ice truck. You know, it's really funny. Last episode, I was like, oh, there's no way we can like discuss the, the show, uh, you know, parts. block off by, you know, different storylines because everything centers around Dexter. And it still does. Uh, but now, first episode after the first episode, 
and <laughs> and here we already are are have it blocked off uh we're going deb and the ice truck killer yes okay uh deb plants the idea in deb's head that to find the ice truck on her own time not while on the job and she finds the actual ice truck um now where do they find the ice truck on I feel like I'm quizzing you now. South Beach. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, that and it's so funny because this shows this was filmed, what, 12 years ago? And how much, I mean, we were just in South Beach. I know. And how much that changed. Already. Yeah. And, I mean, just if. I feel like 12 years isn't that long ago. It's not, but you, like, let me put it this way. There's a 12-year-old out there. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean yeah. like yeah like 12 years it's like oh 2006 you yeah know? and then but then when you think about it like there's a 12 year old human out there yeah like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know um but right right where there's like you because when they're talking you see the johnny rockets and i was showing you that that part of south beach it was at one point a hollywood historic landmark because that's where scarface was filmed mm-hmm. have you ever seen scarface the beginning scene where spoiler alert um tony his first interaction with cocaine and everything shoots the guy in the middle of the street. That whole thing filmed right there. Now, not only is that hotel gone, it was a Johnny Rockets. The Johnny Rockets is gone. Yeah. And now it's a CVS. <laughs> um, I have a comment on something that you said, but Uh-oh. let me, I know I've kind of fast forwarded a lot. So what do you have anything on here so far? Um, I definitely thought it was funny that, you know, Deb is looking for this ice truck and she's making it like kind of like, you know, she's kind of obsessing over it, which I guess is something that you do when you're kind of in that right. field. But um, and it's totally sticking out like a sore thumb. It's so wanting to be found. It's not even funny. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. so I, I thought that was that was pretty funny. Uh, we'll get to this. And it was it was the start of one of my other storylines. Uh, and don't give it away. Do you have anything on the episode title? Crocodile. Um, well, I think that at first I was like, oh, Florida, crocodiles, alligators. Then I was like, no, it couldn't mean that. So then I instantly did go to like, like crocodile tears or like something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, we'll get there because I think there's two really interesting things. Um, the comment that you said, and it's, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about it. You, while we were watching the show, the episode, you made a comment. Do you know what comment I'm about to say? No. Deb has a little boy's body. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, no. She really does, though. And, and you, what you saying that is not something that so many people haven't said. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're not. And and let we're not. You know me. I know you. We're not people who like comment like like that. But it's impossible to not take it into account. Yeah. Because we're we have Deb and she's a a, a woman amongst men. Mm-hmm. she's a cop yeah. cop is a primarily a male job but that doesn't mean a woman can't do it you're just talking about a, a i imagine now the number even 2006 how many male police officers to female yeah i imagine that number is closer today right but it's you know it's and we're not we're not really commenting commenting on deb's body or physical looks but it's impossible to not be like oh she's kind of she almost if she didn't have like her hair in a ponytail yeah from behind that's oh, a, that's a guy. Totally. You know what I mean? Uh, the reason why I bring that up is because when I watched the episode and I was doing the notes, what doesn't help, and I think this is when you said it, 
is the way she holds onto her belt. Oh gosh! So now she's kind of like elbows out. Yeah. And you know she she looks like a supervisor. And I wonder though if those are like mannerisms that she picked up from other like male police officers. Like I wonder if that's almost like that was like a part of the acting. Well, you know? I I imagine as a woman, right? If if you're going to be part of a primarily male dominant industry, yeah. That helps. Yeah, definitely. She can't sit there the same way a girl would have her hand on her no. hip. And I'm just being very generic. Yeah. But yeah. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's important. I think it's part of it. And I think, too, um, the way she curses. I yeah. think that's part of it. She's right. got to be, like, in with the men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, what is funny is, like, her biggest adversary is a woman in La Guerta, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which is ironic how that happens. Um, we get, we find, so they open the ice truck and we get the reveal that it's, this ice block with five fingertips. Yeah. At that moment, what's your thoughts? Do you want to know my actual thoughts? <laughs> yes. Deb has a boy's body. <laughs> no. Well, aside from that, that was my that was thought number one. Thought number two: How did he get the fingertips to just be like in the center of the ice block oh, like that? Never thought of that. <laughs> never that was thought literally of that. My first thought is: How yeah. did he do that? Did he like? fill it up with a little bit of water like that yeah, was that yeah. was to be honest that was my first thought so your second thoughts oh i'm sorry my second thought that was my second thought what was your first thought deb has a little boy's body <laughs> and, but then when dexter said that um you know if he's giving us any part of the body to give us the finger the fingertips giving you the the, the exact yes part way to identify yeah, yeah like that was like oh my god like i didn't think of that first because mm-hmm. i don't think i have that mentality of like detective of you know of course but when he said that i was like oh man like that's yeah that's pretty ballsy um and i guess we could somewhat well i guess to go back on it and then you see them take apart the ice truck and everything mm-hmm. so i guess up to this point where I mean, we learned at the end of the episode, the ice truck car, they came back and took back. Uh, but at this part of the episode, I guess what I'm trying to do is like gauge your thoughts. Because this is, like I said, this is the ice truck killer season. Yeah. So just like your thoughts on what he ends up, I mean, even taking the body parts back from Dexter's freezer and all that. And just the way he's leaving them, the actual fingertips yeah. whatnot. Or do you not have much? Because, I mean, they are teasing it. They're not right. giving you... It's not full circle. Um, I don't know if I have a ton. Yeah, but I think fine. I think I definitely think that whoever this guy is, he's super calculated and really smart. Mm-hmm. Because, um, again, just to leave yeah. your footprints that... Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you... So you have to be... Like, he's three steps ahead of the cops to yeah, leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... So that's, you know, that's saying much because everyone eventually gets caught, but. And we get a little, the scene where Deb gets sort of a promotion out of Vice. Yeah, that was great. And we also meet, and I remember this is his first uh, first appearance, uh, Captain Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I don't know his name offhand, but he's in like so many things. Yeah. I know he's in uh, Boardwalk Empire, but I just seen him. He's just one of those. He's one of those your faces. what? One of those faces. Yeah, and he's always a cop. Yeah. He's always a deputy. You know, he's never like whatever. Um, and we've heard him say he worked with Harry Morgan, and that sort of becomes somewhat of a you know, you're a man, you're a, hope you're a good cop like your old man, like you yeah. know. So Harry once was part yeah. of the cops and whatnot. Uh, having look, do you sense there's a power struggle between Matthews and Laguerta? Like there's um, something there or not yet? I I could definitely sense that there's something there because at the end of the day, if your boss says, hey, you're going to do this, yeah. you're not going to look at them and say, I hope you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, right, you're not right. going to okay. challenge them like that. Yeah. But I think that he makes it very clear 
Like he doesn't budge at all. Right. He's not even entertaining that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, so I definitely could see something there. But um, it seems like he kind of shuts it down. And I think to to your point, I do think he purposely had Laguardia say the words. Yeah. Because you know, um, and. You know, I wondered, I was like, huh, LaGretta had to say it, and we know the way LaGretta really feels mm-hmm. about it, but then we kind of get like the nod that when Deb later is with Dexter, she's like, oh my God, and she had to say the actual I know, words. she was so happy. I was so happy too. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, um, God, it was, it was after that scene where she promotes, was it, what do I have it there? I have the scene where... Uh, LaGuardia says something to Batista in Spanish. Yeah. And I was like, and you were like, oh, what is that? Yeah, I translated it and it was completely a thousand percent. You're like, oh, they say, uh, you know, uh, who the guy's truck killer is. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, are you sure? Yeah. And then it was like, how is your daughter? (laughs) (laughs) My notes got cut out short here. So if you have something, we could move to another storyline. I believe that does end where Deb and. Yeah, that's pretty much what I have. Uh, what did I say we were doing next? I believe... The Cops and Dokes. Yes. Uh, so we get finally like a start of a, a parallel uh, storyline. Was Guerrero in the last episode? No, right? This is like no, all I this first so. stuff. Yeah. Um, and somewhat disconnected from the main storyline. Uh, um, we see that a body is thrown from a 50-foot tall causeway. And we learn that the person is Ricky Simmons, who's a cop. Um. The part where Dexter starts pulling out the tongue. The death rattle. The death rattle. Oh, is that real? Glad you asked. <laughs> and this wasn't set up. Yeah. I had it. I mean, I had it in my notes because that is not a death rattle. Okay. Like that is Hollywood. That is Hollywood eyes or whatever. Um, a death rattle. How that happens is, I guess I should start state, right? I'm a funeral director. So I sometimes I do pick up bodies, not from the scene like this, although somewhat similar uh, um what happens is if you when you die sometimes you have air in your lungs mm-hmm. and if you move someone the air has to come out mm-hmm. and i'm not going to recreate what it sounds like but it does sound like the person is possessed because the air the air is being forced out right picture the way when someone's choking what's the sound they make yeah like, <gasps> like yeah. that so when you move someone sometimes just the air is literally there's air in the lungs and you're just moving them it like a rattle comes out, but okay. it's more like like you know, um, that's a death rattle. This thing where he spits up blood because whatever, yeah. totally yeah. fictionalized. So gross. I, and I'll say this, and this is not uh, uh, we're not doing six feet under. Anytime someone says, "Oh, body moved, the body got up, an arm swing, whatever," completely one thousand <laughs> percent false. Um, Plot twist on the guy that we found on the causeway because there's a scene where LaGuardia and Dokes go to notify the next of kin Um, because, like, again, we find out that he is a cop. Um, And while they're going to do the family notification, you know, LaGuardia says to Dokes, you know, why do you come to these? You never want to come, whatever. Dokes' first interaction with her, when, you know, they bust in, we see she's on the floor. And the way he comes over to her is like, hey, hey, it's me, whatever. Uh, did you suspect anything at that point? Not at that point, no. Uh-huh. I suspected a little bit more later on. In the hospital? Um, No, actually, um, 
when they were at the scene with Dexter um, and he was kind of looking at the blood splatter, that's mm-hmm. when I kind of um, first picked up on something weird. But watching it again the second time, um, you could totally pick up way yeah. more on it. Because has, Ka- I think, Karen or Kara. Karen? Kara. Kara. Yeah. And the way he's talking over, like, hey, Kara, it's me. Yeah. It's yeah. me is like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then, I, you know, if, if that wasn't enough when they're at the hospital, he's like feeding her water or yeah. whatever he's doing you know uh um you know and there's there's something together there uh we find out that the the piece of skin in ricky simmons mouth was norberto norbert do you know anyone named norbert definitely this is not spanish. definitely <laughs> no, not norberto cervantes and and that's in spanish for norberto if i'm doing my translation correctly there we go well it's, <laughs> it's probably michael but uh um all right, so remember when we watched the episode, I wanted your thoughts after. You would not give me your thoughts. No. Because you're saving it all for the podcast. Yes. This is where I have, you know, watching this show so many times now, talking about it, we're going to podcast. This is where I start to have some problems and shows suffer from this. So I guess you have to do this kind of stuff. But because uh, later when they're when they're double dating, we see that that. Dex is there with uh, Rita and um, whatever Deb is boyfriend, and we also kind of like at the same restaurant. Yeah, the guy Guerrero is getting lobster. Right. Like we know how big Miami is, and Miami is right. not that big, yeah. but it's big. The chances, and then it happens again. Yeah, and ex- like yeah, you know, and I guess you know you kind of for storytelling wise and everything like yeah, yes. you have to. I was saying there's so much stuff like that where it's going to be. I always say you have to give the show its liberties and whatnot. But you make Miami feel and the show feel so small right. when the one guy is also at the <laughs> restaurant where your main character yeah. is. I feel like there's maybe a better way to do that. I actually was thinking when we were watching that and not when he was buying the lobsters, but when we saw him again when Deb was, um, when Dexter was kind of congratulating Deb on her promotion, I was like, I wonder if that's like a real thing. Like, are there these real like Pablo Escobar type people in yeah, Miami yeah. like walking around and going to these fancy restaurants? I really wonder. There is. We just don't, we don't hear about them. Yeah. And the only way you hear about them, I don't know if you ever, I got to start sending you these because the stories, the reason, I always say Florida is crazy because we have everyone from America here. Mm-hmm. You're going to find a lot of people from New York, but you're going to people find Midwest, Cal- yeah. all, you know, so we're like a melting pot of America. For sure. So you take one person out of all the states, we're all bound to be crazy. You know, there's like towns and just random states where everyone, there's a town flow. We come in here with all our own flows. We're right. all going to mesh. The starters in Florida are crazy. You know, it's like guy goes through a Wendy's drive through tosses an alligator yes. head. Like these are all stories you can look up. Yeah. You know, that zombie eating guy, that's, yeah, that was, that's Miami. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, lost my train of thought going into this. I just asked if there was actually Pablo Escobar type people walking oh, around. Oh, so <laughs> if you ever, you hear stories sometimes and the bust is like cops raided a house where there was four horses, you know, three squirrel heads, <laughs> 20 pounds of cocaine. Yeah. Like that's how that stuff ends up going. I'll yeah, start sending tiger. you the stories. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying yeah. that's literally how it happens. Like you don't find out, you don't, you don't, you don't know the big crime yeah. lord. You find out the big crime lord, you know, and his mother was dead in his house for whatever years like you know that's how you end up finding out yeah. about it um the episode uh, the episode the restaurant where they arrest him this is another 
problems. I have this is cop shows, not necessarily Dexter. One that's the same restaurant from the last episode, where Dex and Deb are having lunch. Remember, we were like, "Oh, it's really hot outside." Yeah. That's the same restaurant. Second, it annoys me so much on cop shows. So the SWAT team comes right there. That's a little was a SWAT team coming. <laughs> so, so they all SWAT team comes and they're all decked out. Yeah, except Dokes <laughs> with well, just a vest. It. Yeah, he doesn't need it. He's that strong. Oh, he just, yeah. He's Superman. He's super dokes. <laughs> Duh. But that always annoys me. Like, you know, and it happens so much in this show where Don't be jealous. Every, I'm, <laughs> I'm so jealous. Uh, um, so, some glimpse into sort of the, the, the mindset or whatnot of LaGuardo that, you know, they find out that the blood matches and that was Cervantes who, who, who threw Ricky, you know, mm-hmm. had his skin in his mouth and whatnot. Um, and, I guess sort of the the idea of a how do I say this not a dirty cop but Lagreta would rather let this guy slide so they can get like a bigger bust and you yeah. see Dokes is like well, no 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 we got to win already I Why feel like though this one? has to happen all the time all the time and has I to. I guess like the only thing I could think of is like police just get to a point where they're jaded yeah and I think among other things, but I think I like Deb's character so much and I appreciate her so much because she's not yet. Yeah. And yeah. it's nice to see, you know, but I think that LaGuardia just has to be so jaded that she's just like, no, it's just another, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But just the idea to let a cop killer walk. Yeah. To get more of the crime family or right. whatever, you know, but that's, I guess you got to think that way too. Like, do you want one person off the streets right. or do you want a hundred? Yeah. You know, um, it's like such a bad scenario, but again, I think it yeah. must happen all the time. Um, so, you know, they said they're going to let him slide and then we sort of get the scene where the cop comes to open his jail cell mm. and whatnot. And the way you just did that <laughs> is I'm going to start calling these the gasp of the week by Marissa. <laughs> That one really got me though. I think my mouth was open for a good like. <laughs> so we see them. Seconds. We see them open the jail cell where Cervantes is, and the cops like, "Yeah, call came down. We got to get you to a more secure area." And guy not just see it coming. Shanks the shit out of him. Yeah, multiple times stabs. Um, yeah, that that's I, you know it never put me together. It never came together in my head that Lagarda says, "Yeah, let's let him walk," and then the cop goes to open. Yeah. You know, oh, I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm just as but, as we're talking. But the cop was working for Guerrero or whatever. The cop? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because he said this was sent down from I don't know how to pronounce his name. Guerrero. Guerrero? <laughs> yeah. He said I thought I thought really? I believe so, yes. Wow, cuz I just thought it was like you protect cops protect cops. No, I believe that he said this is this was sent down from <laughs> from G, <laughs> yeah, from G. This is sent down from G, and I, and I and I'm, I have that written down, so I'm like 99 percent sure that that's definitely what he says. Interesting, and it makes me think that that just makes him even more powerful than we even know because uh-huh. now he has like the cops with him also. Interesting. Yeah, I, I actually didn't even see that. Um, yeah, I just thought cops protect cops. No. Um, let me see where I am in the notes. Oh, and then finally we get to reveal that. Dokes, he mentions it to Laguerta, you know, is or was sleeping with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Karen that they were going to get a, a, a divorce once this case was over. Uh, sort of somewhat of a discussion question. You tell me, is it Laguerta's right to know who her cops in her station are sleeping with? 
Um, I don't know. Did that cross your mind at all or not really? Not really because she's the boss in all of this. At the end of the day, like she's in charge, you yeah. know? And I think that in any workplace, you don't really date coworkers. Yeah. And I think especially but in- But she's some- not a coworker. That's a coworker's wife. No, I guess you're right. But I guess I guess it's just- it's just a little messy. I feel like. Oh, I mean, and, and he's definitely, definitely gonna act irrational. Ma- listen, no matter what, where you are, it's a, it's a, ma- it's a married man's wife. Yeah. Now let's throw into it. You know him. Now yeah. Let's throw into it. They're cops. Yeah. Now there's an invest. Now there's a case. He's working. Like, right. Yeah. But just- you see already how he's kind of getting a little crazy, a little obsessive, doing more things than he normally does yeah. for this particular case. That who knows what he could do. Yeah. He could, you know. Yeah. Uh. Um. Uh, I, I just the way she said my station my cops like you don't have like rights over them but I can understand yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't feel that way yeah, I kind of yeah. thought uh, I almost thought maybe in a sense she was not protecting him but just kind of saying like do I need to take you off this case or are you gonna act yeah yeah professional yeah you know it's odd that she'd be like all right go on the case knowing that like he's yeah. out there for like you know uh what rhymes with steak <gasps> break. Mi cariño es sincero, te lo digo de And now, a word from our favorite serial killer. I can kill a man, dismember his body, and be home in time for Letterman. But knowing what to say when my girlfriend's feeling insecure, I'm totally lost. And we're back with part two of the podcast. You wanted to file a complaint during the break. Go ahead and what was your complaint? Of something that we didn't mention? Well, you didn't want it to mention. <laughs> that Deb drinks her OJ with ice. What's wrong with that? Who drinks OJ with ice? I don't know, but I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. When would OJ it? ever be warm that you would need ice? Uh, what about when you get like a, a nah. vodka and orange juice? No. <laughs> No. No, but I mean, I dr- you drink Coca Cola ice, uh, cold. Yeah, but Coca Cola could be warm. Right. OJ literally can't be warm. No, I know. But I just all right. I mean, there we go. Boxed in. Boxed. boxed. <laughs> um, OJ, pulp or no pulp? I know that you're a very pulpy man. I'm very pulpy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pulpy. It's not uh... even funny. I I don't I don't know. Do you like pulp or no? Love pulp. Like lots of pulp. So or much. Or like some pulp. No. Like all pulp all the way. All the way. Are you a pulpy woman? No. What? <laughs> Just pulpy for you. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is something we're going to be able to do. I feel like we'll be at the last episode and we still won't have an answer. Yes. Because you were adamant. Dexter's a psychopath, and yes. I know you have notes because your eyes are completely away from me, and you're <laughs> you're 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 yes. scrolling away. Uh, and I got uh, we showed some of the episode to some people, and we got it's was a debate question, whatnot. And if you Google it, the you know doesn't give you an answer. Whatnot. Yeah, I'll start off this week's conversation of whether or not Dexter is or is is a psychopath or a sociopath. So one of those books that I was talking about in the beginning of the episode is I have Dexter and Philosophy. I literally have it in my hands. Um, and I thought this was the book that had a breakdown of, of the intro, but turns out it's like a bunch of essays on 
the whole idea of Dexter and whatnot. So one of the first ones is a bunch of statistics, whatnot, but he goes into how whether or not Dexter's... Actually, he doesn't. He just starts to state stuff about Dexter. And he starts it with... This is a... I looked him up. He's written down as an independent scholar. So I guess let's just say he knows more about something than we do. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, that could be... Fair enough. That could be orange juice he knows more about, but he's a scholar in something, right? Got it. So I'll try to skim through it. Uh, Dexter, of course, is a sociopath. And more... A serial killer with a complicated, tragic backstory that is progressively revealed to us. A killer who only kills other peoples and a serial killer who thinks a lot. As his trademark inner monologues remind us every episode, Dexter reasons, analyzes, worries, and dear to any philosopher's heart, questions his assumptions and motive. Um, I guess there's a lot I can't read because somewhat spoilers for you. But... He doesn't go into the whole thing of he's a sociopath, a psychopath, and whatnot, but your rebuttal. <laughs> okay, so I I agree with you that we're probably going to debate this the entire yeah. the entire show. Um, so last episode, can I, can I cut you off? Can we definitively say we don't know? Yes. That if he's a sociopath or a psychopath. Yes. We can definitively say that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so last episode we were supposed to define the two and we didn't. Right. So um, I kind of just wrote a very uh, simple definition, but I have of a sociopath, extreme antisocial attitudes and a lack of conscious, like a, a lack of a conscious uh, state, I guess. Mm-hmm. And a psychopath, same thing, like antisocial attitudes, really no conscious, but... um. It's an antisocial personality disorder manifested in aggression, perversion, or criminal behavior without remorse. But now, so again, like being a serial killer, that's aggression and criminal behavior, and he has no remorse whatsoever. But at the same time, he's not just going out there killing people. Like, he's kind of doing it with a purpose. He has a code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, so I don't know if, like, you know, to say psychopath, it's not like he just walks up to an old woman, kills her, and feels fine, fine about right. it. Yeah. So I still think that the psychopath has more of that aggression side to it, which he has, but he has it in a different way, which makes it debatable. Does it count at all that his aggression is directed at something? It's not... Deb knocks over the orange juice. I'm going to fucking kill her. Right, it's right. more like I have to be a thousand percent sure that this guy, Matt Chambers, for instance, is right the killer. And unquote. I wonder like, if he wasn't as sure as he was. And I know being as sure is the whole quote from his father. But if he wasn't as sure as he was, if he would be remorseful. Yeah. And then in that sense, that kind of. What what to your disadvantage right now, episode two is. We're going to learn a little, a lot more. We yeah. have 94 more episodes yeah. to learn about Dexter. Uh, I can't. I really can't say anything. I will say of people who texted in, a lot more people were very certain that he's a psychopath. Yeah. I haven't done any research. I mean, I went to go, is Dexter? And that's the first thing that pops yeah, up. Yeah, I know. And then it's kind of like, yes, he's this. Yes, he's that. Yes, he's this. I think in the end, what our end result will be is he's he's a hybrid. In, He's a psychosociopath. In real layman's terms, I feel like more people could be sociopaths, whereas less people could be psychopaths. And like 
less people are serial killers. Like yeah, less people yeah. are out there, you know? Right, so that's right. kind of why I feel like he, like I feel like a psychopath is just the extreme of it. And yeah. I feel like he is that extreme. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why I'm leaning more towards that. But I do agree that I don't know. I'm saying this and I feel like it's almost a lost cause because we'll, we'll be debating it every week. <laughs> um, but comment on us on, on Instagram. We're yeah. digging podcast or, or on Twitter. Um, I don't know. Cause I could be like, every time I hear it, like when you first read, I forget what first definition you read. I was like, yeah, that's him. And then you read the second one. It's like, that's also him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's just going to keep swinging. I think in the end, he's a socio psychopath. If yeah. that's possible, <laughs> you know, uh, we got two storylines to knock out. We got Dex and Double Dating and our Kill of the Week, Matt Chambers. Which one did we say we were going to start with? Matt Chambers. Matt Chambers. Actually, I'm going to interject here. Uh, let's do Dex and Double Dating because the episode sort of ends and everything ties together at the end, got the way it. he kills. So if I may, is that okay? You may. Okay. <laughs> uh, our episode opens. So I asked you if you had anything on the episode title. And it is God fuck every time. Are you serious? Crocodile. Oh, it's gonna say alligator. Okay, crocodile. Um and you just sort of thought crocodile tears. Yeah. With the way Matt Chambers yeah. whatnot. The way he opens Dexter opens the episode and the way he closes the episode. In and the I've water? seen this plenty of plenty of times and it didn't take me till this watching to realize it. But at the end of the episode, Dexter is like a crocodile. Yeah. The way he's just his nose is above you know and even the way he starts the episode saying i'm like a sea monster but if you remember like that's how alligators you just kind of see their eyes their snout whatever and i thought that was cool i don't know if it's symbolism imagery i also believe um that that um alligators and crocodiles they kind of watch their prey right for like a really long time and then when they do attack it's like instant hey do you know why it's crocodile tears you know what i was just gonna say you know what i didn't look up you know what i did what so um son of a bitch (laughs) so um it was so obviously crocodile tears are like an insincere form of emotion they're fake tears and you're gonna tell me why right is that what you looked up why they're called crocodile yeah. tears. Yes. Okay. So supposedly crocodiles weep to lubricate their eyes when they've been out of the water for too long. Makes sense. And also it's triggered by feeding. So when they're feeding, for whatever reason, their eye ducts like weep. So it, it's like ironic because they're sitting there killing whatever they're eating and they're gotcha. crying. So gotcha. that's, that's okay. where that came okay. from. Um, That's kind of like a like a... The boy who cried wolf, right? Like, you're just—they're fake. Well, it's definitely fake. It might have the the the, the analogy, but it came sense. from because when they're eating their prey, you know they they're not, you know, they're crocodile. The same thing. I'm you sorry? don't know. I mean, I'm... these are—we're talking about crocodiles here. Oh, we're talking about crocodiles. Yes. Fuck, <laughs> you're really bad at this. I don't know but if I thought, alligators. I thought are... Florida had alligators. They both. Crocodiles are saltwater. Okay. Alligator. We went to Shark Valley. What was that? Alladiles? Yes. (laughs) I think that those are alligators. God, I'm never going to get this right. I'm never. No, you're really bad at this. Um, Great. So now we learned why they're called... Crocodile Tears. Crocodile Tears. But there's a Tegan and Sarah song called Alligator. Alligator Tears. uh, So then I guess they both do it. Interesting. So when they eat their food, they cry. (laughs) We see Dexter is still trying to come with grips with the ice truck killer leaving dolls in his freezer and... Debs sort of comes in and and starts this uh why don't we do brother 
why don't we talk more about brother and sister stuff? And then obviously the whole, I'm a cop, you're a cop, our dad was a cop, this is our family. Uh, um, you know, we get a scene where, where Dex starts pushing for a double date with Deb. Uh, do you have an idea of why he was pushing for this double date? I'm talking about the first scene in the police station. And she's like, uh, um, oh, God, you sound like mom. And he's like, oh, come on. You, right. Sean, the mechanic, meet me and Rita, the girlfriend, whatever. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't pick up that it was like weird or anything. At first, I was just kind of like, I thought, I thought it's hard when I, when, I, when I see this now, having seen the show. I thought it was like a buffer for Rita because he sort of sensed that something was happening with Rita. Like they're going to take their relationship to a new level. Mm-hmm. And he probably doesn't want to go out with her just one-on-one. Maybe. It's like, oh, let me bring you out to an adult meal and I'll have Deb there to like not, so it's not one-on-one, yeah. on one, you yeah. know what I mean? She even said when he approached her, she even said like, what, an adult adult Yeah, an adult evening, that, Well, that's know? what made me think. So, it's like, yeah. oh, cause it, and right after he says, and I'll have Deb the chaperone. Yeah. Like, you know, just a No, maybe. Uh, um, that makes sense. <laughs> um, God, I have the notes here that it's the same thing that uh, um, when they're at the double dating in the restaurant, whatnot. Uh, um, well, well, they were at the double date. The first red flag that should have been here for Deb is this guy owns a mechanic shop, doesn't have his own place. How do we know he doesn't have his own place? He says he's like, Oh, does he? Yeah, because he's like, um, Oh, uh, he got asked, Do you have your own place? And he says, Oh, not, not yet. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, That's why they always go to her place. Um, that the reason why he doesn't have a place, quote unquote, is because he's married. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Uh, um, just that you don't. You never go on a double date where people like that just can't keep their hands off each other. Well, yeah, that's that never happens. Uh, I mean, maybe when you're like 18. If me and you were on a date, right? But if me and you were on a date with your sister, yeah, I would not. No. That's so weird. Yeah. And like I'm, I'd be, I'm, I'm the situation because you're the sibling, right? And whatnot. Now let's take like your brother. Yeah. I would never. <laughs> I'd be afraid yeah. to put like my arm around you and it's not because I have any bad blow with your brother right. or anything. It's just respect. Yeah. And he's like, God damn these legs. <laughs> yeah, I know. Gross. All right, we got the scene up here where where uh the cop is taking Cervantes and he's about to take him up to uh move him to another so cell. Like, so you say right right. Be- right before the shank. No, it's in the middle of the shank. Okay. We got so big money on it. The cell. We have big money? Yeah. We got uh all right, so the call came down. They want you to a more secure block. The only problem with this is we're sort of wasting biding time. time. No, no, we it's not we're wasting time. You think the call came down here? I think the uh who the fuck do you think the warden listens to? We just have to fill the air cuz if not it's silence on the podcast. So now he's stabbing him and now the the subtitle says grunting. Here we go. Here we here go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. That's from Mr. Guerrero. Interesting. Hmm. That's real. Look at you. Look at you. Big you, money. You got a future in this. You can pay me later. <laughs> uh, uh, on the idea of a double date, I like how Dexter is sort of unable to connect with Rita, but it's also like, shouldn't he be better at this by now? Where, because I mean, the idea is he fakes everything. Yeah. And he, he says the comment, he's like, oh, you know, I could kill a man, be home by time, by Letterman, but knowing how to make Rita feel safe or anything, yeah. secure, the loss. Right. 
I mean, it doesn't take a genius at this point if you're faking it to just put your arm on her back. Just be like, hey, beautiful. Anything. But I think that that also goes to another debate that we're going to have until the end of time. Is he like autistic? Does he have Asperger's? Sure. Is there some like social like to, but where, he's to where you? But he's, it's- but he's cognizant enough to know, hey, I am not doing this thing that I know she needs. Because like I, I, I'm with you on all that. But that would just be him being like, this is a good burger. No, totally, right. totally no idea yeah, that his right. girlfriend's sitting there just yeah. like totally insecure and everything. He knows enough to be like, uh, I don't know what to do. Maybe we just need like a whole other label for Dexter in general. <laughs> like there's just like, <laughs> like he's its own other being. Dexter is a Dexter. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Such a Dexter. Uh, but but hold on. L- let me, to the idea that he should know how to do this better. When they're home later and uh, uh, um, they start making out and they start making plans to go into the... Bone zone. Rita stops because she's not ready. Yeah. And, and it's funny because it totally works out for Dexter. You know? So... Let, I, me, let me say this. It's funny. I had to write this down because I don't think I could repeat this off the top of my head. It's funny that Rita gives what she thinks Dexter wants and Dexter gives Rita what he thinks she wants. But both neither want it. Yeah. That's definitely funny. So I kind of... I feel like the way you said that's definitely funny was like, it's not, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of felt that Dexter totally kind great. of grabbed her aggressively on purpose. Oh. Like, I felt that was totally on purpose. Like, because he's like barely making out with her. Like, and you could tell he's so awkward. And then he just like aggressively like grabs her. Yeah. Like, you like... Even and now it wasn't like he hurt her, but yeah, even yeah, in like yeah. a normal like a normal makeout sesh, yeah, you're not just like kind of kissing and then like yeah grabbing like yeah. that like that like it leads up to it and there was no like I think he did that on purpose yeah in my opinion to kind of freak her out a little bit or just to kind of I don't know mm-hmm. uh, um it's funny because I that that never occurred to me but it's funny because. It could be. By the way, if you hear someone snoring in the background, that is Marissa's dog, and he's in front of us. I guess we're really boring. Because <laughs> uh, um, I could take that two ways. I could take it as he did that on purpose, so to overaggress him, just be like, "Whoa, whoa, no, no, definitely too much." Or he's a thirteen-year-old making out, like boob, <laughs> like you know, yeah. he just comes and grabs yeah. for it, you know. But but what, what I it got me to thinking. How long do you want to say they've been together? And maybe bigger Dexter fans than me can point out, because I don't think it's ever stated. But let's say it's to the point where Dexter, she's comfortable Dexter being with the kids. Yeah. And they know him. Yeah. And they're really happy with him and all this. And they have, you know, whatever. Comfortable. So let's just minimum say a year. Okay. Did they never try to have sex until we meet them? Because Dexter had a life. And we just are picking up this part of right. Dexter's life. Like, is this like the first time they're going through this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. It just seems like, is this the first time they're going through this? I, I mean, I guess so, right? Like, this can't be like the seventh time. I'm going to have to wake him up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they, they it's, it's just weird. I don't know if I would think that they've been together for a year. I mm-hmm. think maybe a little less, but still, I mean, not you know, yeah. I mean, six to eight months. Definitely. And maybe, and, and again, the whole, the whole, the whole relationship is set up on the premise that Rita's damaged, yeah, and she's perfect, yeah. So, may, like you know, it really could well possibly yeah, be they definitely. just never did. 
uh, a funny line, and I I could tell when the lines are funny when you laugh because when they hug, Rita's like, "Oh man, I found the one decent man on the planet." Yeah, <laughs> a serial killer. <laughs> I know. If you only knew. Uh, I don't know if we went too fast over their storyline, but you tell me whatever I skipped over that you wanted to before no, we I get to our our kill of the week. Uh, our kill of the week is Matt Chambers, who I'm gonna have to wake him up again. Yeah. Nin, there you go. That's our dog's name, and I'm sorry if I yelled on the podcast. Um, do you recognize who this is? No. Oh, uh, God. I don't know his real name. I just know him as from the guy from True Blood, Sam. Okay. I never watched it. Um, yeah. He's he's on True Blood. Uh, this was like two years before True Blood, so it's funny. Um, and we find Dexter's down at the courthouse. The number of cases Dexter has had up to this point. Did you 2, write it down? 2,103. So around 2,103? No. 2,103. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so huge problems with this storyline do you have any problems um i definitely have some problems uh-huh um I, how did matt chambers not recognize dexter in the bar wow you know what didn't even no well hold on we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> so to recap how matt chambers come across dexter he's on his fifth or sixth drunk driving something like case that. yeah right and so apparently he killed this young man and now he's in court for it the line the psychopath versus sociopath discussion, debate that we're having. Because Dexter says a line, I see their pain, and on some level I understand their pain. I just can't feel their pain. Mm-hmm. I don't know what side that lends it to. And that's Dexter's own inner thoughts right. and monologues, whatever. But uh, that just like kind of pinged out for me. Uh, um, on the actual case, I'm fuzzy on the timeline because he says, I'm not denying it's not my car, but I called it in a few hours earlier yeah. stolen. So does this mean like the accident happened earlier and it was re- it was discovered later? You know what I mean? Yeah, um, maybe because I believe that they said he was lying there for a while. Okay. And I think, um, which we find later in the episode, I think that this guy is just so good at covering it up now and knows oh, how knows to get... The, uh... He knows the deal of like the the ways to get around it. And also for anyone to have had that many cases and stuff with and um, lawyers and all that, he has to be like somewhat wealthy that who's to say, you know, these lawyers don't just paint the picture for him and he just says what you know what I mean? Right. Um, so Dexter catches up with Matt Chambers in a bar. So How this does is, he not recognize but him? But Dexter's in the back of the room. He's not in the front. But when he says his deposition. No, I don't think that was. No, that was. I think. No, because Dexter gets up oh, and he's like conversing with people and he's walking okay. around. and He calls that one guy like Sasquatch and everything. Okay. And Dexter comes to sit in on this case. Okay. Oh, okay. I can see That's why. where I was. Was that your biggest problem with this? That's okay. You could say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so they're talking and then Matt Chambers says how, you know, um, talking about moving new places. There's nothing a new city can't cure. Um, <laughs> so let me say something here and maybe they made him out to be like this but if we're going to take some dose of reality with the episode so let's assume this is how long do you want th- when they're at the bar how long is that after he got acquitted just toss me what you thought it is um, in relation to the episode yeah if maybe you want to say week? two you, weeks you want to you think this is two weeks after yeah two weeks yeah. No, it's, it's okay yeah so two weeks later now, okay, so it's two weeks later. 
this is not the first time he's done it. Right. He's out at a bar getting smashed. Yeah. And he doesn't even like pull out of his parking spot calm. No. It's like, I'm going to announce to everyone right now that I'm fucking wasted. Well, and Dexter even says, are you okay to drive? And he goes, oh, I've been yeah, worse. I've been worse. What I'm saying is like, uh, um, let, let's, let's, I'm not going to get too personal, right? But you were in an accident recently. Yeah. And you I drive totally, super safe. And I totally 40 miles, about that. 40 miles per hour in the expressway. Literally. Yeah. I totally thought about that though during this episode that I, I'm fine. The other person was fine. Literally, it was just yeah. a car that yeah. and I could never imagine in my life having an accident that involved Killing. hurting someone, right, right. let alone that. And then yeah. multiple times. I yeah. can't imagine. That guy's a Dexter too. Yeah. That guy's But I just can't also. imagine the idea of like, oh, finally. Now, mind you, this is like the sixth time this he's gotten free from this. But I think that and that's w- the whole thing is that he has. He, he's addicted to going to a bar and getting loaded. Like, not I don't that, think- but he obviously def- definitely is a problem and he has no consequences to any of his actions. So why? But if all he, these lawyer fees had to like, you know what I mean? Like, he's but that's not, why I think that he just had to be pretty wealthy. Well, this brings me to my second point of did his fingerprints not kick back anywhere? What I'm saying is. No, I know. Once it happens, can be a totally second time what's third time and what i'm saying is when you change your name you don't erase your history right you're now you know matt smith aka matt chambers or whatever vice versa and again it's probably going to happen almost every episode but was dexter the only one who was like (laughs) let me see these fingerprints right no it was definitely weird boston arizona whatever here and there like what? Right. <laughs> I don't know. When I seen that, I was like, wait, why is Dexter the only one yeah, that knows this? Yeah, and a hit and run to fatally kill someone? Like, that's huge. That's not like a yeah, little thing yeah. that, you know. Can we also mention really fast Go ahead. how funny it was seeing Dexter, like, try to be a normal guy at the bar? Like, oh, my ex threw me out. Would yeah. you believe it? And it's like, he's tr- like, and it's just so funny that that's how he thinks, like, normal guys at the bar that are drunk, like, yeah, complaining yeah, about yeah. their wives are. I there is funny. there is the same way Six Feet Under had good comedy. It's, like, dark comedy. Yeah. Dexter, the show, has good comedy and, like, Dexter trying to fit in. Yeah, it's so you funny. Know? There's an episode where he goes, like, oh, do you like do you like the Miami Dolphins? He's like, yeah, football. It's <laughs> 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 just really yeah. funny. We'll get there. Uh, um, to tie this whole episode together, Dexter is about to take down Matt Chambers, who again, second time in a week or so, because man, this is the second time we've seen him arrive home plastered. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, uh, and Deb gets Dexter gets interrupted by Deb, who wants to celebrate her promotion. Um, and again, I'm tying everything together here, so we're gonna hop around a little bit. Uh, we learned that Deb dumped Sean the mechanic, and she says the line, "I want to be in a healthy relationship like you and Rita." Huh. Which why wouldn't it seem right? Dexter probably doesn't care enough to fight, so he, like you know, anytime, yeah. see, like of course they probably do have the most perfect relationship. Right. Dexter doesn't want sex. He neither does she. Right, <laughs> and he probably like doesn't care about. You know, any of the stuff that it would annoy most people, whatever. Yeah. Dexter doesn't care. Like, she's a front. She's a cover, you know? Just funny how, like, De- Deborah takes it one way and he takes it a completely yeah. different way. Uh, um, and again, just going with the idea of making Miami feel so small. Guerrero's in the restaurant again. Did you think... So we actually have the scene on while we're doing this part. Did you think here, when he pulls out his syringe, that he was going to do something to Guerrero? So I was definitely scared. Uh-huh. And I definitely... You I was scared? <laughs> I definitely knew something was happening. Obviously, I um, 
for a split second, I was like, oh my God, he's going to take him down. And then I was like, wait, how is he going to take him exactly. down? Like, they're out of, exactly. like, no, that couldn't happen. But right as I was realizing that, we kind of saw Matt Chambers on the. Well, they do a cool reveal because they do, they show him from sort of like the groin up and yeah. he, the sky's in plastic. So it could be Matt Chambers or Guerrero. But yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but they really ratchet up the tension because the music just comes like, yeah. you know, and obviously we see it's Matt. Um, I know Matt Chambers is about to die, so he'll kind of say anything. But how funny. I laughed when he was like, I was set up. And he's like, by yeah. who? The family. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. But like, I mean, I imagine if I'm ever on a, I'm a moment from my death and like, I'm pretty sure I'd say the most wildest shit too, right. you know? Uh, um. Dexter, he kills Matt, stuffs him through a few garbage bags. Something I never caught until this viewing. Did you see where Dexter set up this kill room? No. Because the way the episode sort of ends, before we get to Dexter's apartment, the camera like pans up. And we see it's an abandoned bar. Mm. The sign says liquor. So it's kind I of like putting some cool yeah. theme or whatever to, to where he his life is ended you know uh um when dexter says the line he's playing with the blood slide and he says uh, matthew chambers welcome to your last stop in miami yeah the welcome is <laughs> i think i might have to give up the illusion that michael what? c hall actually no, no 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 just listen for that welcome on our intro that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> but he really did it <laughs> uh and if i if i know this correctly the ice truck color Ice truck killer came in and took back the pieces I of the chopped up doll. I don't. Look, remember because he opens remember. the freezer and the pieces aren't there. Okay, I just don't remember. Remember because he said like, "Oh, he came back and I just again." Don't oh, he just says like again, like, "Oh, the most frustrating part of the puzzle is you don't even know what the puzzle is supposed to be." Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's fucking with Dexter yeah. like big time, you know. Um, like we discussed, our end scene is crocodile-like and the line. There are no secrets in life, just hidden truths that lie beneath the surface. Um, if you see here as Dexter pulls away, you're going to see the liquor bar. Did I gloss over anything before we get to flashbacks? Um, I don't think so. Okay, flashbacks. What do you got on flashbacks? Um, well, this is all about... Yeah, I see the liquor sign. This is about um, the flashbacks that I have with his father losing yeah. his partner. Yeah. And he's saying that... Um, you know, it's not about vengeance and, but you can see his dad's like really messed up mm-hmm. by losing someone so close to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're talking about the flashback scene where he's practicing his speech. Yeah. Which, quote me if I'm wrong, I can only imagine it's 3,000 degrees in there. Because <laughs> they're both no, I dripping know. in sweat. So gross. <laughs> Yo, Harry, turn on a fucking air conditioner. My God. Um... I mean, you, you sort of have have has he mentioned the code yet? So or Dexter ha, is has. I, oh, you yeah. have, and okay. Dexter has very little. Okay, but he'll say, you know, my dad, the code, you have to be certain this and that. But he they he has not gone into it, Harry himself. Because mm-hmm. uh, I have here says you even said it yourself that we learned that Harry's a cop, the killer got away, and he says something along the lines of something can. Oh, right. I think yeah, when we were watching the episode. Harry's like, you know, something needs to be done about it. And you were yeah. like, Dexter, yeah. like, you know, um, this is, it's laying the groundwork for the code and we'll learn what that mm-hmm. is. But, um, yeah, the only thing I really had on the flashbacks was they look like they're dripping in sweat <laughs> in their house. And it's like, guys, <laughs> um, let's take off your uniform while you're really practicing, funny. you know, yeah. 
Um, that sort of wraps up our episode. Is so there anything I, I glossed over? Thing. Hit me. Um, we were going to do a kill count. Oh, yeah. We're at... Three. Three. Okay. <laughs> uh, next week is interesting. What... How we add to the count. Three and a half? Uh, you talking about midgets? <laughs> uh, I have no... I've been trying... Well, I've not been trying. We've been doing spoilers at the end of the episode because obviously... I'm the veteran, Marissa's the newbie, so when things allude to other episodes later in the series, I like to just talk to just me, podcast, and whoever's listening or whatnot, but there's nothing really in this episode that alludes to other stuff, so if you have nothing to add, nothing. we will be back next week to discuss episode three, Popping, Popping a Cherry. cherry. <laughs> oh! I'm sorry. I'll, I'll let you get that next Popping, week. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you got episode four? No. Okay. Do you? Yeah. No. <laughs> Veteran. Go on. I got to know my stuff. Okay. Um. Let's see how long it lasts. <laughs> I guess with that being said, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.